just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 107 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season six, episode one, Touch Me. I'm going to scream, part one. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season six, episode one, touch me, I'm going to scream, part one. Dom, that could be that could be the title of our friendship, couldn't it? <laughs> FaceTime me again, and I'm going to scream. Part one. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I've I've had a good couple of weeks. You know, usual stuff. Nothing exciting. Working, living, doing stuff. Yeah, that's it. You sound a bit poorly, my friend. So I'm going to say it at the top. Simon is poorly. Thank you, but. Thank he's you. here, he's trooping away, he's giving it a go, yes. but how are you? <laughs> giving it a go, thanks Dom. <laughs> he might not make it, he may not be a good podcast host. No, I'm good, all good, yeah, but under the weather, apologies to the devoted listeners that we had a little hiatus last week, had some personal things going on, but we are back, back in Podland, but we are not alone Dom, we are with friend, I'm going to call personal friend at this point do you protest Dom no never that could have been awkward I'm glad so (laughs) personal friend at this point long time supporter of the podcast fellow British person and the second best vocalist that we've ever had on this podcast Seb you're back good to see you how's it going I'm back. It's been a long time. I think it's been 10 months since my last appearance. Wow. I flaked on season five. I'm really sorry about that. I, Do you have any thoughts so on season that. five that you want to put in? Um, just that I remember oh, every time I watch it, I remember finding the first episode really jarring just because I've normally gone straight from like series four to series five as well. Like, I've never given it a break. And I'm just like, oh, the characters are very different. They look very different. The whole show is different. And uh, yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of Lindsay, I can't lie. Oh, straight uh, straight in there with the Lindsay hate. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, she, I think she, I, I, I just associate Series 5 with her and I'm just like, no, just get get along, off we go. So would is you say this is one of your... library stuff? Oh, sorry. No. Huh? Is it the whole the library, li- stuff. library stuff? Just, oh, the cat, uh, just, oh, she just gets in the way. Like, it's just delaying the inevitable, in my opinion. But... And Dom, so what was your well, point? I think it should uh, I, it would, is season five one of your lowest like liked seasons then? Is it like the bot- bottom of the list? Um, I'd say it's it's just under halfway in terms of its like bottom half. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, j- just before we go any further and, and, you know, obviously Dom's got his questions he needs to ask, I wanted to... I wanted to what are you shaking your head at? Season six, man. 
That was season five oh, questions. New questions. I haven't got new questions. New, oh, we have to no, figure shit out. No, I have no new questions. It's season six, ah, though. But I'm excited. I've got predictions already for the whole season. Ooh, I'm keen. I'm ready. Season. I can't I've wait for you to lay them on There's shit that happens in this episode that is just like precursing everything. I'm wow. sure of it. I'm sure of it. Wow. He's energized. Well, <laughs> just before we get to that, I wanted to just share that I've I've got into a new hobby. And uh, I, yeah, yeah, something new, something new. Um, are you guys familiar with bowls? Yes. Yes. The thing that you have to be 80 to play. No. Well, I think anyone can play at this game. I've been playing since Christmas and then it's just sort of continued over into January. Um, and, you know, I think probably going to go over until at least summer. And so what you do at night is you get the biggest bowl that you can find and just fill it with like Doritos <laughs> and chocolate uh, and you make a massive mix in the bowl and then you just make sure the bowl is empty by the end of the night. And I mean, I've been playing like every night. Um, <laughs> I've got like a streak going and like, like I'm actually almost a bit annoyed to be podcasting tonight because we're not like, you know, Bethany Joy Lenz on drama queens we wouldn't be in you know yeah exactly enjoying a bowl i'm certain that she's been playing bowls for a long time <laughs> that's what she also s- sorry to everyone who had to listen to that i did it and i was like oh regret <laughs> apologies to everyone well so my question and this maybe could be my question that i'll ask people on season six is in an ideal world what would you be putting in your bowl Seb, let's start with you. What's in a... You've got a big, you know, fruit bowl and you can just put in a mixture of whatever you want while you have it. Oh, you can't spring these sort of questions on me. Um, you got to have some form of Dorito in there. I'm not too fussy. Probably Chili Heat Wave. Okay. Spice. Um, but then I don't want chocolate and Doritos in the same bowl, you know? Okay. Or is that the way... I'm not familiar with the rules of bowls. That, well, they, there are no rules, but I tell you, <laughs> Excellent. chocolate together with a blue Dorito, just so you, you know, not too crazy, with yeah. some sort of caramel chocolate is literally like just orgasmic in a bowl. I tell you what, I've got some of the Cadbury like chocolate bar with Oreo. Okay. But I'm... By sitting by my bed currently, it's it's looking at me. Okay, it's it's trying to make eye contact. <laughs> if evening, it'll be a miracle. <laughs> That's probably going in my bowl as well. Okay. Oh, and maybe like a chocolate digestive. I always say they're my weakness. A chocolate digestive. You can't can't lose the chocolate digestive. Okay. Nice. I like that. I like that. Dom, we thrown in the bowl. Yeah, just as much Cadbury's chocolate as possible. Plus, yeah, chocolate digestives. It's got to be McVitie's. Um, you know, maybe a packet of custard creams. We'll lob that in there as well, just for good measure. Um, Beautiful British absolutely. biscuit, absolutely. Um, but where's the savoury at though? You, I'm getting there. All sweet. Okay, okay. I'm getting okay. there. I'm getting there. I thought about skips. I do like a skip. Oh, do you know what I mean? Throw some skips yeah. in there. Skips would be good. Um, and we'll go. I, I quite like Doritos as well. We'll go for some cheesy Doritos. Cheesy? No, you've lost my respect. You've lost my respect. Didn't want it. <laughs> Did he have it in the Probably first place? I, I just three three years of podcasting, and it doesn't sound like <laughs> it. 
nacho cheese are you the guy that buys them that keeps them making that flavor like I, it is the worst flavor dom Not like the tangy Please. cheese ones yeah tangy cheese. yeah i could get on side with some yeah, tangy okay. cheese we're fine yeah i like the cheese i wouldn't say dip. they're my favorite but i'd go I'd, i wouldn't say no yeah. okay okay all right i can see it in dom's eyes he's actually a bit offended by the hate on the no you are there's a <laughs> you took some offense there but you did also just put skips and cheese cheese doritos in the same bowl that's okay crisps is crisps to be honest if i, I might not have crisps at all <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right you're not even a massive crisp guy no, are you crisps just take the piss to be honest okay okay <laughs> all right well don what what are your questions going to be i don't have any you have none okay this is what we need form. to discover in, in season six something They'll will come, come out organically. of it yeah oh yeah absolutely okay okay <laughs> okay well then seb we're in season six the show's drastically changed since season four as as we were just talking um who where do you who do you want to first talk about dom's obviously raring to go with predictions where do you want to start um i've not okay i've been a very bad raven i must admit basically i've really struggled to listen since your series the end of series four was coincided with roughly when i broke up for school in the summer and basically since then i haven't had my walks to work each day and now i live in in the school that I work at. So I basically don't walk, I don't commute anymore. So I've really struggled listening. So I've only done like a few series five. Do you guys now do like a full episode synopsis? Is that, have I made that up? We kind of just make it it? up every time, don't we, Dom? (laughs) Nice, strong. (laughs) We literally start with a character and just talk our way through them and then go to the next character and talk our way through them and they all weave in and out of each other anyway, so. Nice. Um, can we start with Brooke then, please? Absolutely. Ta- Dom? T- no, I reckon I reckon we get Seb to tell us about Brooke. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, right. Oh, let me think about it. I'm not sure my notes are up to this. Where do we start? Um, oh, well, we first meet her in the first bit where Lucas is married to all three of them at the same time. Not at the same time, but alternate reality, something like that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Dom, what do you think Brooke appears, by the way? We're like, oh, this is it. Brooke's here. Uh, I was shocked, uh, amazed, and then immediately went, this has to be some kind of dream or something, because there's no way Brooke would have said yes. No way. It would, Brooke wouldn't have answered that phone and said, yeah, okay, I'll come and marry you. No chance. She wouldn't do that to Peyton again. She's been a bitch through like quite a few of these seasons, but she, she wouldn't yeah. do it again, I don't think. So it was, it was a shock initially. Nice. Seb, can I can I just stop um, you here because yeah. I want to ask you a question? Because so because we've we haven't had your input on season five, this is where we've really noticed that Brooke slash Sophia Bush's voice has really changed, and it has been into croaky, and it has been somewhat of a talking point on the podcast. And if you'll pardon the pun, <laughs> yes. And I was what as I was rewatching this episode a few hours ago, uh, my wife w- walked in and was like, "Oh, is he married to the one with the funny voice now?" <laughs> 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 I, I had to explain it. Um, 
but I said, and I explained to her that this is a, a big point on the podcast about her voice, and she reminded me that Sophia Bush did, does one episode in This Is Us, which was only like a couple years ago, and she still had the croaky voice then. So what do you make of the voice, Seb? Do you think she's putting it on as an acting crutch, or do you think this is that? Because we've heard her as well have complete clarity in her voice. What is your perception of the voice? Um, oh, I'm not sure. Personally, I quite like it as well. I think it's quite like, I don't know, but I think it it matches the change as well. Like, I get whiplash with Brooke in the first four series. Like, first she's funny, then she tries to be president, and then she's a bitch again. And then she just, and then she goes back to being nice and, and then she steals a test and just, oh, I, like, what, what type of character is she trying to be? So in kind of series five onwards, I think she starts to, she, grow, she grows up more than any other character in those, like, in that four-year gap. And I think the voice kind of, I don't know, the voice kind of helps that, I think. It just, it, it stops her seeming ditzy, which she did quite a lot in the previous series. And I don't know, it just makes her feel... Because it's quite slow as well. It makes her th- it makes her seem like wiser, and she's thinking about things, and she knows what she's actually saying, as opposed to just like blurting out the first thing that comes into her head. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I I, I like it. I think it, it it adds to the character development. Okay, good points. And Dom, a similar question to you, but different. I know it's a lot in this episode, and obviously we'll get to it. But there's a lot more uh, sort of quick whipped like name calling in things like to her mum to um victoria she's saying bloody blah bloody blah 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 with your botoxed vampress this that and the other and it's like always putting a button on the end of what she's saying with some sort of like quick insult and it kind of is becoming a bit of a character trait um which I think actually just makes her look a bit like a dick sometimes. Um, sorry, Seb. What 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 do you think, Dom? How do you feel about it? And do you think it feels like they're purposely writing her in this way? And it feels like a bit different from before. What's your thoughts? Um, it well, it seems like I mean that hatred for Victoria is is real. Is it you know for the character? Um, so you can understand that feeling and, and those sensibilities when she's talking to her friends and so she you know when she says I oh, remember Victoria that you know this horrible bitch so on and so forth and she calls her a bitch when she hangs up the phone and you know she happens to be at the door etc etc but I think we're going to see a lot more of Victoria this season and it's going to be just like a con- continuous tennis match of words you know Victoria will just throw something back at her you know it's my company you know, get into community college if you if you can, you know, because you're not very smart. And that's essentially what she's saying. So I think Brooke will be more insulting because she's Im- more immature and feels like she needs to be to kind of get one over Victoria. But Victoria will come back with something hard hitting, but it won't be as not like it won't be as nasty in terms of the words won't be as nasty, but it will like hit her harder um, because that's her mum saying it. So yeah, I think I think we're going to see quite a lot of matches, little battles between them throughout season six. Do you, sorry, did you say it makes her seem like a bitch? I did. Simon. I did. I dick. <laughs> I think I said. Do you not? But yeah. Uh, do you not? Do you not think it's like completely like well founded? Like, do you not? 
agree with everything she says. I, I do. I do. And I'm glad he said this, and now I can say this. I, I, yeah, I do. I think it's founded in. We planned this beforehand. Yes, our notes are matching up. I, I think that yes, it's well founded and it's granted, but she's going about it in an immature way, like how Dom said, and sort of throwing these childlike insults out where actually and this can play to her age right because she's meant to be like 22 or whatever where if she was a bit older she'd carry herself a bit more like there's no need to go there you know what michelle obama said they go low we go high it's like when it's like for her when victoria goes low she goes lower and into being a bit more childlike but no i agree with her point and obviously victoria is being posed as our antagonist um so i'm on brooke's side i just wish she would maybe carry herself a little bit better but then maybe you're right with what i'm assuming your point is is that well actually she's immature because she still is a young person but she she bangs on so much about being um like more mature for her age and you you know uh, kind of almost like at a higher level so if she conducted herself in a mature way and in a business-like manner and 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 treated her mum like a member of staff you know like a member of the board or like a member of you know the executive team in her business rather than calling her names and you know trying to be just a spiteful back that that dynamic would be different and i think her mum would maybe would even respect it you know, there'd still be problems, obviously, but there'd be a, a level of respect and, a, and an understanding as to why you're doing this. I, I think if she was to stand around and say, right, Victoria, you know, I fired you. I've, I've gone through the channels with the board. This is the discussions we've had. They don't want me to be off, like, to, to disappear because I'm the one that does all the des- designs. Without me, there is no company. It's my name on the magazine as well. Without me, it doesn't exist. So you need to make a choice. Either, you know, sort yourself out fall in line or you leave yeah but then that wouldn't make great tv no so. no i'm just thinking think what's funny what's funny is me <laughs> and dom are coming at it from the point of a couple guys in their mid-30s that spend their days writing emails and professionally worded <laughs> hello how are you hope all is well blah 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 kind regards please find attached you know and as per my last email <laughs> yeah exactly i read my email yeah but then she can go and call victoria all, everything that she wants behind her back she doesn't have to say it to her face and I, but I guess it's that, and so I'm with you, Dom, completely. And I think that's maybe just us showing our age a little bit. That would be like, well, if you just treated her, blah de blah, and blah. But I guess it's that mother daughter uh, relationship where there's obviously, I don't know if we're going to call it trauma. That feels too harsh, but maybe it's not. But there's obviously there's unresolved issues from her childhood and growing up, and she's been absent and this, that, and the other, and it feels like. Brooke got onto this good idea. Now Victoria's interested because there's like dollar signs involved. And so now she's getting the love, but is it real love or is it just because it's success and blah, blah, blah. Um, So I think there's, if all of that wasn't involved, they'd probably have to have a healthier relationship. Well, Seb, you're, you're a younger man than we are at, you paused on how to say that, didn't you? <laughs> but you're you're a a, um, a younger man. <laughs> well, I you see. If I was Brooke, would be like it would be some sort of you know immature comment. But we took we take our no, time because I'd like to think that Brooke and I would get on. You know, we'd be pals. Right. 
Right. Where Dom and I would look at Brooke and be like, grow up. <laughs> We'd be friends with Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> God. See, the thing is there as well, like, it's, I assume is you were going to say that I, because I'm almost 24, so I'm basically the exact age that she is supposedly meant to be now, like, mm-hmm. in this episode. So we are probably arguing maybe slightly different sides of the coin mm. because I'm X age and you're Y age. Yeah, but you are very, but you are great to talk to. I don't ever think you're going to tell me I'm a Botoxed or I'll be the opposite, like a wrinkly old fuck. I don't ever feel like I'm those getting them vibes from you, you know? Yeah, but we get on. You didn't abandon, you didn't abandon me throughout my childhood and then jump on the bandwagon as soon as I made a quick buck. You did abandon us in season five, though. <sighs> didn't you, Seb? Didn't you? <laughs> It was just unfortunate that I was meant to be on, like, what, the penultimate episode or something, and I couldn't make it. And then I was coming back on two weeks later anyway, so... No, no, it's good. It's good. Maybe you can come on twice in season six if we have availability. And Dom is the nice. keeper of, of the schedule now. Loads of spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Strong. Well, sorry, take us back. So tell us more about Brooks, Seb. I took us on a completely oh, God, different yeah, direction. I... What I get one scene in, right? Uh, uh, oh yeah, she keeps going. The company, shut up! Like I like you, Brooke, but stop calling it the company. It's like in Prison Break. Um, the company. Uh, uh, yes, no spoilers though. Dom's not got there. No, yet. no, no. But yes, good, good call. I like um, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine it's the same. Imagine it's the same company. It's clothes over bros that have been <laughs> orchestrating everything. The crossover we all need. Brooke and Teabag. Oh, my God. Victoria and Teabag. Dan and Teabag. Okay. Psycho Derek and Teabag. Yes. Do you think Brooke just designs pockets that are, like, extra deep, so... <laughs> yes. They've got a longer yes. bit to pull out. <laughs> longer he connected trail. it. I love it. Um, I'm trying to think where Brooke goes next. Is she then in the... She's then in the store with uh, the shoplifting youth, I think. Who's famous, right? So Dom is the first time watcher. She's famous now. I think she ended up having her own show on MTV or something like a sitcom type, not sitcom, but something as like the lead. Was she a bit of a Disney Channel actress as well? Maybe. I'll look it up while you're talking. But I know she's still successful, I think. Now I've watched her so many times in One Tree Hill, I've forgotten if I recognised her when I first watched it. Did, um, did you recognise her, Dom? Nope. Not at all. But that means nothing. <laughs> but you've watched everything. <laughs> I've watched everything and nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is she... Is that when she... Oh, yeah. She walks into the store. That's it. And um, Millie's reciting her like, oh, Brooke, you're so lovely. And you're always in such a good mood. She's like, I'm so pissed off right now. And he's just like, oh, yes. Uh, I did like that line. Um. Uh, th- does she go from there? Sorry, I literally watched this episode an hour ago as well. You'd think I'd remember <laughs> a bit more of it. Um, then uh, she goes from there. Is she then with Haley? Oh yeah, she's watching the CCTV with Haley. She's like, "Do you recognise her?" No. Then they both get the text from Lucas. Which why was it? And Haley like, uh, sorry, they get the text from Lucas and Peyton. Like, why would you put "Don't worry, I'm fine" in all like capitals? Just doesn't seem like you're very fine. Like, don't worry, I'm fine. <laughs> but yeah, that annoyed me. Little things really annoyed me this episode. Things like that. 
Um, then she has the really nice scene with... Ma- uh, I might have skipped a bit. She has the really nice scene with Mouth uh, where... She calls him she the Scarecrow. The, yeah, the Wizard of Oz line, which is really, which I really like that line, actually. And her acting in that scene, great. She's a great cryer. Perfect cryer. The best cryer. Again. And, um, yeah, I love that scene because I like Brook and Mouth. I think that it's kind of... Friend, it's it's especially now it's very much like you just get it's just friendship really you don't get mouth, uh, mouth being like all weird and whatever <laughs> mouthy and um yeah and she that's just a great scene love that scene and then she lets millie go is that the right way around she fires her yes and then yeah and so she's not having a great episode and then to top it all off she gets beaten up yeah, I mean... And that is not... That is, I'd forgotten it was this episode that happens. Yeah. And suddenly, when she was walking out, I was like, oh, no, it's now! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's it's horrible. Like, the sound, yeah. like, the thud. There's, like, a big thud. And he's mm. like, oh, God. That's he, like, like, raises his arm. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's a really... I don't know. I think it's one of those things where you're not, you're not expecting it, and it just comes out of nowhere. You just don't really think One Tree Hill's going to go there. Well, hang on. And it always does. Just wait, just before, and we need to obviously get Dom's reaction to that, but just before, so I don't forget. So the actress's name is Ashley Rickards? Rickards? Rickards. R-I-C-K-A-R-D-S. Rickards. And maybe she's not as famous as I'd thought. She, she, was, in, she was in this. Uh, she was in things of note she was in a couple episodes of american horror story she was in a haunted house 2 awkward that's the show right so she was the the lead in a show called awkward that ran from 2011 to 2016 and did 89 episodes and then she was in she's been in like six episodes of the flash so she's been in a couple things um and had her own show so she obviously did well enough post this to be the lead in a show so there we go. But Dom, Brooke has been assaulted. Thoughts, reactions, predictions? Well, I wasn't expecting the assault. Um, I can only think that it, Victoria has drummed this up somehow, has, has got someone to go in to steal her designs because Victoria went there a couple of times to, to see Brooke to get her, the designs to, to go and see the board or whoever and she wouldn't give her them because they're her designs it's her business she wants to you know do the meetings and present her her work her body of work um, so I'm I'm guessing that Victoria has sent a hooligan to go and basically rob the shop and nick the, de- nick the designs out of the safe or whatever cupboard they're locked in and Brooke wasn't meant to be there and got in the way and gets beaten up but my prediction about Brooke um is more to do with the girl (laughs) robbing her shop because there was too much focus on this girl too much focus for her not to come back and I I think she's going to be Brooke's new pet project this this girl is going to reappear there's no there's absolutely no way that she could have that much screen time as a nobody uh, and just just disappear saying that we've had people like gary but 
Um, well, I, I just, Shout out to pretzel stand Gary. I was going to say I had to think about who Gary was for a second. There. Oh my god! Why? Really, why did we not really get, plucked him? Out. Why did we not get Gary on the podcast? And is it too late? It's not too late. It's never it's too, late too late yet. Just we haven't had him on the podcast yet. Oh my god! <laughs> From Chad to Gary, yes. <laughs> Um, but I, I, th- I think this girl is going to reappear. You know, the whole that that color isn't that you know doesn't suit you, and oh, it was an accident or whatever, or uh, it was a mistake. I, I shouldn't put it in my bag. That that kind of crap. And then she pushes her over, calls her a bitch, and runs away. And then there's emphasis on on looking for her on the CCTV, which you've already mentioned, and asking people um, like asking Haley is a good thing to do because she's supposedly a teacher, <laughs> so she might recognise some young people, but she's never at the fucking school, so it wasn't a surprise that she hadn't seen her before. But I think this is this is going to be Brooke's going to take in a teenager, uh, you know, and, and take her under her wing. And if 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 Millie is disappearing for a little bit, maybe this girl is going to come and work in the shop or something like that. I, I don't know I I can't help but feel there was just too much emphasis on this girl for her not to come back and have some sort of relationship with Brooke going forward whether that will be kind of like Victoria and Brooke uh, and it will happen with this girl and, and Brooke but I, I think I think that she's obviously missing Angie Angie the baby yep. Angie the baby yep, she's yeah, missing yeah. Angie the baby and um, she wants to fill her life with something like that, like a like a foster kid, maybe ratty teenagers. Yeah, yeah, maybe like foster care. If she's like on the list of being a foster carer, then it, it could be her next. So, can we take this a step deeper? Then, is it that you think that, or are we all thinking that Brooke feels empty in some form? Like, is she's doing this? Like not, I mean, this is a prediction you've made, but having Angie and these other things is because she doesn't feel, she feels like she's lacking in some form. She doesn't feel enough as she is. Like, where is this insecurity derived from? Is it from her mother? Yeah, yeah. there's just no love and attention from her mum or her dad. She hasn't really had strong parental figures. She's just been able to do whatever she's wanted in life um, without really any consequences and without anyone bringing her up uh, and i think she feels that like a void there and wants to fill that void with um w- with people. something with yeah with people and, and try and help help people out i wouldn't say it's a void i, th- I think i slightly disagree with you that okay. i'd say it's more of a <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> on our platform seb <laughs> on our platform <laughs> I can be a yes man no. if you want, but uh, um, yeah, amazing point, Don. Well done, congratulations. Uh, no, uh, I'd say it's more of a like. I wouldn't say it's a void that she wants to fill. I'd say it's more that she she has more. She feels she has more to offer than just clothes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I see like, that as well. She, she has. She wants to be a mum because she wants to, and. If she does, if um, the the youth does come uh, come back into the show, then it's more of a like trying to not fix her, but help her along the path, isn't it? Than not like have her from a baby and watch her grow into like a daughter, isn't it? And so I think it's more of a like she feels that she has more to give to the world than just putting out a bunch of clothes. Yeah. 
And obviously that's been important to her for the time being. But now I think with everyone else kind of focusing on family, she wants to focus on it as well. I, I I totally agree with that. I think I think that you're spot on with that. You know, she she has got a lot more to give, and she feels that, which is great. She hasn't had a, a like. What I would really love One Tree Hill to do here is remove the focus of men from Brooke's life just for a bit, at least, even if it's just season six or at least like a good proportion of season six, so that we see that strong, independent female character really coming you know into fruition at the forefront of of this program saying i'm mature enough to run this business this incredibly successful i earn a lot of money out of it i do fantastic designs we've got a magazine and i can look after this kid um and you know she hasn't got the best example of a, a loving relationship in her life because of her mum and dad the you know we all take that uh, as an example don't we when we're growing up you know whatever the parent figure we have is is kind of the example that we try and um lead our life by shall we say and she hasn't had that she's just had sh- a shit example because her mum and her dad have just been absent so i think if she goes down a path of independent single woman doing her thing in her business and taking care of someone who's really in need this show will like go up massively in my estimations it's it's when we add the element of oh there's a hot bartender and i'm gonna flirt with him until he comes home with me and stuff that's all a load of our wank and i think it's terrible my god (laughs) (laughs) i think that's i think that's part of why i found her and not and got whiplash with her in the earlier series as well is that she runs around and every time she tries to be serious like running for president or like prove that she's growing up she either gets sucked back into having some bitchy rivalry with Rachel or even worse getting sucked back into a love triangle which I didn't think needed to come back up mm. again uh, like when is it around series three when suddenly the, it just comes it, it goes again and you're just like oh no I thought we'd got past this especially for me I always think that Luke, like this is just what I've thought from the outset not what happens is that I think Lucas and Peyton should end up together and so I've always found anything else getting in the way and that's why I don't like Lindsay either because I think it was inevitable it, it is inevitable surely that they're going to end up together like the writers aren't going to set up this much of like even in the first episode they're like that's Peyton and Lucas Lucas is in love with her and like they're not going to set up that much for him to just actually go oh no I'm going to go on with someone else <laughs> imagine if they did just crash but, really so, crash her yeah and so every time Brooke grows up, she gets sucked back down again. And it just like, t- sorry, I talk with my hands with my face way too much for a podcast. <laughs> I should never be allowed on a, on an audio only uh, platform. It works for but us. Yeah, she's just, she's just up and down, up and down. And then I think, yeah, series five and into series six, this episode, she starts like showing that there's more to her. Nice. Yeah. Like fully. Full body. And she, to the character and she's yeah. had such great moments as well where we fully rally behind her uh, throughout the seasons we've seen it's just we always will comment on the characters when we feel like they're not being the best versions of themselves or dare we say they're not being how they want to be lately forgot the lyrics something smooth something like that it worked no it's fine roll with it yeah roll with it. okay off water for ducks back well funny i was funny enough i was thinking about that that lyric when uh seb was saying you know she's 
she kind of through each season she's she's done this and she's been this way and she's been that way and she's been that way and it's literally I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately so that's all she's trying to be so that's you know it's that's mm-hmm. kind of that's acceptable I suppose but saying all I said about her being a strong independent woman Dr Copeland has to reappear at some point I can't I, again there's a relationship there that that was built in two episodes somehow and I I can't help but feel that he will um, be a returning factor. Maybe she go. Oh my god! Okay, so she's just got battered by some geezer. She's <laughs> she's going to have to. Hang on that's a minute. Straight off the, the that's straight off the police report, is yeah. it? Battered by some geezer. GBH, some geezer <laughs> in a balaclava. Fucking down, lumped down the ends. <laughs> so she's she's going to end up in hospital. And Dr. Copeland is going to be there and be like, oh my God, Brooke, what happened? And it'll be like, oh, uh, Jerry or whatever your fucking name is. Oh, so good to see you. What was his name? Ewan. Ian. Evan. Ethan. Ewan. Ethan. It was Ethan. No, I think I thought it was Ethan, but it was Ewan. Ewan. Ethan. Whatever. Eric. Can I just just quickly say, as soon as we just, we we made a joke, we had a laugh. You right, Seb? You right? What's happened? (laughs) He's got the mouth he's struggling full of to water. S- swallow. <laughs> what was it? Sorry about that. I took a gulp of water at the wrong time, and then took another one, and then you made me laugh again, and then asked me if I was all right. And I was on mute, so I then had to swallow the water, turn myself back off mute, mm-hmm. and be like, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> what was it? The Ewan thing, Eric? Yeah, I don't know what it was. It's just like it's like Ewan or whatever his name was, and I just felt like it just been completely plucked out of the air. It's just like, how have you come up with that? It began well, with an E. I'm pretty sure his name, name began with an E. I, I can't remember. Ewan Copeland, MD. It was Ewan, was it Ewan? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think it was Ethan, or did e- I think it was Ethan? But it was Ewan. I don't oh, know. I don't but fucking can know. I just say we 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 made a joke just then, right? About a very British based joke about Brooke getting beat up by some geezer, right? This is very, this is like British lad conversation. Uh, Seb, I don't know if you know, but a while ago we got one, one negative review, and it's obviously stuck with us, right? And, uh, and I've just follows you wherever you go. Well, I can just see the next negative review coming in. Oh, they think it's funny that we're women getting beat up and things like this we definitely don't think it's funny we just make it clear we don't think it's funny and if you don't understand that press stop and go look in the mirror and take a deep breath go listen to some Joe Rogan (laughs) yeah pull yourself up by your bootstraps and (laughs) go fuck off yes (laughs) (laughs) just fuck off I'll say it how it is we don't want women to get beaten we don't want anyone to get beaten but if you think we do go fuck Mm. yourself yeah Yeah. (laughs) There's a there's a way there's a way of losing subscribers. Where there's a will, there's a way. I bet we get more from me saying that. Wow, they okay. love it. Tell all your friends, the people's po- yeah. podcast. It's what the everybody's thinking. Pod. <laughs> yes. Um, like sometimes you can laugh at something. It's like I don't know. We don't need to explain it, do we? No, we don't. Right. So Dom. You're saying you think she's going to go to hospital and you think Dr. Copeland's going to be around and one-on-one makes two. Yeah, and who's going to run the shot while she's got a broken nose or broken arm or whatever's happened? Millicent. Millicent's going to come back. There's no way Millie can leave her now, surely, after all that. Well, 
Well, can we segue? Should we segue over to Mouth and Millie? Omaha's on the cards. Uh, Seb, how are you feeling about Millie? I mean, we haven't had your input on her as a character. Um, I like Millie. I think she's good for Mouth. Um, I think she's a bit different as well because some of the characters are sometimes they are they are not they are from the the more popular end of the spectrum whereas I think Millie kind of fits in and but she still bounces off them she's very different to the other characters and I think she adds a different type of comedy as well and a different side to the show um so I do generally really like her and I think uh to start with, I was a bit like, well, who is she? I think she really grows <laughs> into it. And I think the actress is called Lisa Goldstein, I'm going to say. That could be completely mm-hmm. wrong. Definitely but Lisa. I think <laughs> Eric. <laughs> you in. <laughs> but no, Ernie. Um, I, uh, no, I think, she, I think she really grows into it as well. And actually, one of my... F- no, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say something. Here's a bold claim. Ooh, Deb, without doubt, number one. She's the best. Like, as in, if you had to marry a woman in the show, Deb, all day. But say Deb's not available. Oh, it'd be a roller coaster. <laughs> be a roller coaster. I'm ready sure. to sign up. Give me my puke bag. I'm ready. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, Millie is probably, would be the most, like, quote unquote normal and like nice and just she's just like a nice character she's just a nice yeah agreed. nice person like, it's not just good for she mouth she'd be good out for... to hurts people no yeah. well intentioned she'd be good for anybody you could put her with mm. anyone and she would probably make that person better that people will hate me for agreed. saying this put her with nathan she'd probably oh. be good support <laughs> i was just thinking put that her with lucas <laughs> did you yeah i was just thinking she'd be put her with Nathan fuck fucking Haley off to someone else to, to Lucas finally yeah, Haley can go to Chris Keller it's about time <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> she should go on tour go back on tour yeah. Haley. Chris Keller springs for breakfast he always buys breakfast there you go and that's why we love Chris Keller we do love Chris Keller Dom would you love to see Chris Keller come back in season 6 yeah I think he's like with Haley's music career surely he's got to make an appearance if if that's her primary focus of this season, which I don't, I mean, she doesn't seem to care what? about her other career. I mean, her primary focus isn't her child. It never has been. <laughs> well, he's got about eight uncles: Q, Nathan, Lucas, Mouth, Junk, Fergie. They're all looking after him. He doesn't. Haley. He doesn't need a mum. <laughs> so, so the so the cheat here is have a lot of friends. You don't really need to be a parent. Are you now regretting some life choices? <laughs> yeah. As everyone knows, I have no friends. I have to make a podcast to make friends. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I'm just so tired all the time. You're lots of virtual babysitters. but <laughs> Yeah. Seb, when are you going to put a shift in? Jesus. Uh, hey, I put a shift in every day at my job. Thank you very much. Yeah. Something Haley also doesn't do. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, come on, Haley. 
No, we love Haley. I don't want people to get on us for that either. Like, we love Haley. She's probably one of the best characters in the show. But she was, we do like Haley. Yeah, she's the best. But she's been slacking a bit at the moment. I think Millie would make a better match. I think there's anybody, pair of anyone, should make them better. Yeah, definitely. Like, I wanted to say, Millie is wholesome. Wholesome is, I think, is a good word to describe Millie. She's she's a she's just a lovely person. But Haley was good in yeah. this episode as well. I actually quite liked Haley in this episode. With all the silly dancing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. She was much more lighthearted. It was a light episode for Nathan and Hayley, wasn't it? Yeah. But hang on. Let's let's stick on. Let's stick on Mal for Millie. So, Dom, you didn't think they were leaving. Uh, Seb, you're on on Team Millie. So, obviously, we know Mal and Millie are leaving. Do you have a prediction for them, Dom? Uh, Well, I, I think Millie might come back to run the shop she or she she doesn't go so if they have i'm not sure if they have gone like the intent i'm assuming this is all in one day we understand i understand that there's absolutely no concept of time in tree hill that clocks don't exist but i'm assuming that the day she saw millie and fired her is that's the same evening um so i think i think millie will maybe either initially go or she'll find out that brooke has been um put in hospital or really hurt and she'll come back and stay and, and run the store and end and potentially even end up helping her save the company from victoria in some way um mouth will go i think mouth is very opportunistic but needs to do the right thing for his career but also millie is the sort of person that will go you definitely need to go and i'll join you later but he's also the sort of person that'll be like oh I miss you too much and he'll just sort of reappear so do you think Mouth will stay in the show or do you think they'll like do you think they'll go like cut to him in Omaha or do you think he'll just be written out of the show uh, no I don't think he's going to be written out I, I've i got a feeling he's a niner if he's not a niner he's in it until eight surely um, so I, I think I think we'll get possibly scenes of him in Omaha uh, doing his thing and then like on the phone to Millicent when she because I, I genuinely think she's not going to go I think she's going to stay help out Brooke somehow run the shop that kind of thing and he'll miss her too much and come back that will be his way back in so I, I don't think Mouth is gone I think he's in for a while can, can I just quick uh, switch of subject the opening so where that we spoke about where it's like he's he's like dreaming isn't he in the airport because the guy sort of wakes him up um and there's the the black guy that's with has the cards and you know follow the heart son and blah 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 and then he's there in real life with a really cool hat i actually said to f i was like i hope when i'm an old man touch wood i make it that I could wear a hat like that and she said it probably still wouldn't suit you so I mean she has no she has no faith in the hat well I mean if you I can't wear hats Seb my my head is too moon shaped Um, it's too large and flat at the front Um, and so it just doesn't have the right circumference to to fit a hat Dom and my lion? No, no, no. Uh, and I mean, you've you've got a lot of hats for someone that doesn't wear them. So, you know, well, I keep trying. I'm yeah. obsessed to me. It doesn't work. One of them's got to work. I've tried so Law of averages. Custom-made custom uh, hats. I'm the same. I don't think hats suit me, really. 
It's such, isn't it so annoying? Don't you just want to wear a hat all the time? Yeah, I like. I want to look good in a hat, you know, because mm-hmm. then everyone could be like, "Wow, that's a great hat." Yeah. You to me, Seb, you're the sort of person that would suit like a like a woolly hat, not not like with like the shit on top of it, but you know what I mean. A beanie. Beanie. A beanie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I I wear a bobble. I'm not actually. It's. I don't know what it is. I think it's because I've got a massive head that I'm. I don't. I prefer bubble hats because I don't. I th- think they make beanies make me feel like my head is really round. Right. I don't know what it is. Whereas like bubble hat has a bit more of a different shape oh, to it. There's more. Sp- there's more space up the top. I, there's a website. I yeah. didn't want to have to publicize this. But there's a website I've tried. It's called Odd Jobs Hats. And uh, the subline says, uh, big hats for big melons. And I've tried that a good few times. Um, quite expensive hats. And they kind of work to an extent. Um, but they are just massive hats. <laughs> nice. I'll take a look. I'll take a dive. I'm going to get a website called HHH. Just huge head, huge head hats. <laughs> Is that in partnership with off heads? Yeah, definitely. Ah. Absolutely. There we are. I want to wear hats because, like, at some point I'm going to be bald. Like, I can feel it. Like, at some point <laughs> it's going to happen. You know, the wind blows and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a bit of breeze on parts of my scalp. Like, I don't think I should be feeling that. And so that is fine. I, I've seen it. I've seen a picture of my mum's dad. It's fully bald. I'm like, okay, that's my future. <laughs> so I want to wear a hat. Like, let me, let me have some dignity. Let me keep my scalp at least closed off this covered yeah a little bit stop it getting sunburnt yeah i'm also worried about you know like if you like you know if all the hair's gone i also wondered what's under there like what if there's just like you know if it, I, it, do i have a lumpy head um do i have you know any like growths in there you know you don't see it do you i mean <laughs> who knows what's under there i think you'd feel it though wouldn't you I mean, it feels pretty smooth. Just there, l- large. If it's, if it's a large enough growth to be worrying you, then I feel like if you just... Oh, yep, there it is. Like, feels all right. Feels all you right. Know? Yeah, feels all right. I mean... <laughs> all good. Simon, your hair looks wonderful. Don't it worry does. about it. Thank you. Wow. Dom, your hair's looking great as well. I Yours too, Seb. Just, oh, stop. We're just three good-looking <laughs> blokes. We can't help it. <laughs> just everyone's comfortable talking about One Tree Hill. So what were we talking about? All right, so yeah, that guy. <laughs> oh, Mouth and Millie, yeah. The guy has got the, the oh, cool Oh, no, we hat. come on to that, haven't He's we? got the cool yeah. hat, yeah. He's so familiar to me. His voice is so familiar. Do we... He's in Night at the Museum. Okay, that's helping. And I can't remember what else he's in. He's, you know, um, how Dick Van Dyke is, like, hands in the keys. He's the, the like, yes. caretaker. Yes. And then he's, they've got the really short, angry guy. And then... The black guy is there. The, the three of them are the like night guards that hand over yes, to Ben Stiller. It's probably that I know him from. Dom boys, and it? he's been in he's something in else as well. A few and I good men. Ah, what's he in? A few good men. Uh, every time Tom Cruise goes to buy a magazine, he buys it from that guy. Yeah. There you go. Nice. There we're you covering go. that next. That's our next movie we're covering. There you go. Connection. Get him on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine. That'd be brilliant. With Tom oh, Cruise. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Could he bring yeah. Tom with him? He was in. Tom Cruise was in St Albans. Do you know this, Tom? Yeah. 
Uh, I, he's been to Veerdara, which is an Indian restaurant there a few times, and they yes. even have a curry named after him. Okay, well, and that's, had, I knew that. I've had it. It's nice. You've had the Tom Cruise curry. I've had the Tom Cruise curry. Sounds authentic. It's, good. it's nice, yeah. It's traditional, um, you know, Indian curry called the Tom Cruise curry. As traditional as tikka yes. masala, yes. <laughs> and korma. <laughs> So that's crazy. Yeah, that's I can't remember who I think maybe F told me, but yeah, so for people that don't know, St Albans is the closest city to where Dom and I live, which is just like you know outside of North London. And Tom Cruise seems to like an Indian restaurant there, so it's cool, very cool. Okay, okay. So sorry. Okay, let's bring it back. So we've done Mouth and Millie. We've done great. Oh, can I? Yeah. Can I add something on Mouth? Please. It kind of links to the, the the scene I mentioned about with him and Brooke, but one of the reason, one of the 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 times that I love the the newer series is is funny enough when they they hark back and they like remember the older series, not just because I miss the older series, but as in like, I don't know, I just I quite like the nostalgia, and I feel like it's the only show that that really works with because of the time jump, and um, uh just when she uh he mentions the boy toy auction yeah like it's not even it's not even an episode i i immediately think of when i think wandry hill but just that sort of like nostalgia of like oh yeah this is kind of where it all started and that sort of thing yeah i like that i, just, I, I really enjoy it and when whenever they do that in the latter series i, I thoroughly enjoy it yeah good point i liked that too um well should we take a should we take a turn into the crazy and go and see our boy Dan. Yeah, let's do it. I'd completely forgotten about this part. Dom, tell us, first time viewer, what, what were your initial thoughts? Like, so I had said that the I'd been asked, hadn't I, by the person that hit him in the car, was it someone that we knew? And I said no. And how wrong was I that he wakes up in a hospital bed to Nanny Carrie? saying all sorts of yes. nasty things and she's crazy she's so crazy uh and he can't talk and he's in a lot of pain and she is nuts and so much focus and close-ups on her mouth it's ridiculous like as in there's so there's so many close-ups on her mouth like i don't know if they just decided you know they Oh, I don't know if what to think because of all the creepy Mark Schwann this, but there was so much focus on that woman's mouth. It's crazy, right? You saw this too. I'm not making this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a lot. There was a one point where I thought maybe she had a bit of a lipstick on her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we're going to say... She went to craft services. She obviously had the sesame seed bagel because it's all up in there. Someone get that woman some floss. Clean her out good and proper. Yes. Continue, Dom. Well, it was just Dan waking up, finding himself in a hospital bed, and you think he's going to be okay. And then this nurse comes in, and it's crazy Nanny Carrie. And do you think he's going to be okay, though? Because I notice that the music is really do, do, do. Sorry, that's my scary music impression. <laughs> but. I mean, it's really, uh, I mean, that's. I'm available it's for It's to hire. set the scene, isn't it? And um, it's to be creepy. And obviously when he finds out that he's not in a hospital is a great moment. Flips out of bed, calls to the door, manages to get the door open. And it's like the front door of the house. You'd think it'd be a room in the house, which was a bit strange. Yeah. Why is he in the porch? Why is he in the, like, the porch? Yeah. That sort of what, I, what I thought would be funny is if it was way. Whitey's house had been done up to 
to look like this. But um, yeah, I, I think it's meant to give you the impression that he's in the middle of nowhere. So even if he did get out, he's got nowhere to go. Um, but it's a long way to yeah, crawl, definitely. But to answer your question, yes, I I think he'll get out of this. I don't know how, but I think he's he. he you can't kill Dan Scott, you know. You can't kill. We have that soundbite. He did that for us on the it, podcast. I heard it from the man himself, so I can only assume that means he's he's gonna come out of this. And his bleeper went off, so he's got a heart waiting for him somewhere, you know. So, but well, but 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 if you remember, the doctor said when the heart is available, we've got. Maybe he said 12. It was like 12 or 24 hours to get that in. Otherwise, you know, it's no good. So you have to assume that heart's been given to the next person in line. Yeah, yeah. He's not number one on the list anymore, maybe. He is no longer number one. Can I just add one point is that what I noticed on my rewatch is when Crazy Nanny Kerry is um, giving explaining to him how she did it i borrowed the car i put you in the back of your own car carefully pulled you out which is just dragged him along the floor the way that it's cut is done in the same way that they do in the saw movies you know when when it gets to the end and it sort of explains what jigsaw has done they use the same kind of filter that like that coloring that goes over the top i don't know if that was intentional or if anybody else noticed that but i thought maybe that's either paying homage to Saw or potentially just ripping off Saw. One <laughs> of the two. Seb, boy, you... I've never seen the... Sorry, I've never seen the... I've never seen Saw, but I think it's just like... Is it? It's, is it just not like the, the kind of the scary horror movie filter? Mate, no? Well, maybe... Me being cynical? Well, in Saw, I don't want to... Ru- oversimplifying? Well, I don't want to... Ru- oversimplifying? I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's... There's always some form of trap or whatever that's happened and then at the end it shows you how it came to be and it's like these quick cuts but it's done in the same sort of way maybe it's just in my head i mean dom have you seen the saw movies or yeah. like the first yeah there's like couple? a green tinge and everything isn't there that kind of yeah. setting yeah it's about the same yeah well uh okay so i mean she does some horrible things she heats up the fork puts it in his hand and obviously he's all fucked up like i mean what are we like as in he can't speak but are we and he looks like he's got a broken leg right what was the trauma to his voice box though like surely getting hit by a car doesn't like i can understand if he'd been in a fire and his lungs have got burnt or like his voice box been fried. i don't know like am i the only one that thinks that's just a bit sort of weird he's like oh no and now you can't talk she did she did explain it with something but i can't remember she just said there's lots of trauma to your voice box but i just it's just convenient writing yeah it just it feels a bit like that it was just enough to keep him quiet while she did nasty things to him like stab the morphine into his arm really really hard that was horrible I mean she could have just ball gagged him i know how you feel about ball gag said but i mean she could have just like gagged him up but yeah yeah but oh and she's saying dom that she's going to use him as some sort of ploy to get jamie back Mm. grandpa dan so what what is your predictions for how this is going to unfold do you think we're going to get any rhyme or reason 
to why Nani Carey is this way because we did get that with Psycho Derek. You know, later they gave closure and he'd had a car accident and his girlfriend kind of looked like Peyton and there was that whole thing. Are we going to get any of that of Nanny Kerry or are we just going to leave her as batshit crazy and never explain it? <laughs> I hope we get that with her. I hope that we get that she had a son or, that looked exactly like Jamie or there's a, there's similarities, same age, that sort of thing. And got taken away from her or, you, you know, tragic something tragic happened, you know, tragically died or something like that, you know, something nasty that we we do see the, the reason why she's just a complete fruit loop. Um... <laughs> So that would be, that would be good. I would like to see that. But uh, I think there's going to be elements of getting close. I think this might be where Dan might not necessarily move into the house, but there's, this is where the closeness with the family is going to start to come from. Uh, um, and I, I think he's going to potentially um, save Jamie again somehow. Like, cause he's, he's, he's like the only one that knows the plan. The plan is I'm going to go, I'm going to take Jamie again. Nathan and Haley are completely unawares. They think she's whatever. They think she's locked up or anything or she's just vanished. Uh, Dan threatened her off and has told him like, she's not going to be a problem anymore. But, you know, obviously she's come back. She's reappeared. So we know she's a problem. They don't. They're blissfully unaware. So there might be a moment where he gets taken away again. But Jamie's now a bit smarter with this sort of thing and a bit more aware to it uh, uh, and would raise the alarm. So um, I think maybe even use Dan as bait to, 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 to pull him in, to draw, to draw Jamie in uh, would be interesting because she, she kind of mentions that she's seen him like, and what he's been up to and stuff. So um, yeah, that'd be interesting. But I, I think Dan, Dan will win at the end of the day. Um, will he either get her arrested or get her dead? He's not afraid of killing people, is he? That might be like, he did. He did threaten her with that. He, he told, as I was say, he told her. Yeah, as much. he did tell her. Next, like, if this happens, I'll I'll kill you. So maybe he does just kill her. Don't know. We will have to find out. <laughs> we will, see. as a wise man once said. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Okay, so that's good. We wrap that up. What about our boy? Lucas and Peyton um, Peyton wants to see what that butt does in the mirror oh. was a line that I didn't sit well when mm. I heard it and felt a bit icky just I've got written in my notes where did I write it um, anyone else hate the idea of a mirror on the ceiling <laughs> yeah yes like no I don't want that no, it's and she's like it's so romantic. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, know you had such a hairy your, batty crack. I can really see it from up there. It's, it's raise your standards, Peyton. Yeah, it's also. Could you imagine? You just wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, and the first thing you see is just yourself, just looking all haggard and like. <laughs> yeah, like no one wants to see that. I don't want to see it. Like. Yeah, no. I, I personally, um, every Lucas and Peyton scene in this episode, I could have done without. You got to give them their moment, though, don't you? Do we? You, you do. Um, you do. Yeah. You do. We need them to have some happiness. And Peyton's happy. Yeah. He's happy. They look like they're kind of smelly together. They're, <laughs> they're smelling up the room. 
but mayo and salad cream <laughs> mayo and salad cream but, yeah but the problem with peyton's happiness is that it eventually falls into misery and decline so the happier she is now and the happier she may be for the next couple of episodes means that something fucking awful is going to happen yeah so probably the, the law of everything that's happened in Peyton's life up until this point means she will have 10 minutes of happiness uh, and then move into a lifetime of pain again then then let her have her 10 minutes man. Uh, oh, unless this is the, like side. maybe this is the but maybe this is why it's such like a big thing of like right now actually Peyton is now going we that Peyton is now going to be happy no Don't let it happen no no yeah, she can be happy in the now. I we all like a not a happy Peyton. We don't like. Ah, uh, do you know what I really didn't like? The um, oh, what bit was it? There was a bit that so there was something she said that I absolutely despised, and I can't remember what it is. It's just yeah, that there was a line that annoyed me as well. Now I can't just think jumped of out it. Of my head it was about the naughty girl underwear or something. No, she said something about no, that. That's that's it sounded a no. bit off. What did she say? She said something really irritating, and I thought, oh, just how awful was that? Um, Mouth walked into. I think for me, it was the way she said it, and I can't remember what the line is. Oh, and I oh, thought, at the I airport, can't remember it. At the airport. Oh, oh it was like, you're, um, you're a mess, but you're my mess. Oh, fuck off. I hate that shit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the one where she kisses Lucas, and then she's just like, I could live off of that. Oh, oh. Oh, horrible you can live off garlic that, <laughs> that was a passionate kiss at the airport though that first kiss at the airport she properly grabbed it and went for, grabbed him and went for it I was like fair play Hillary but full on went for that kiss has a look for Sophia Bush in the crowd <laughs> <laughs> she's not here I'm in the clear <laughs> they, they have good chemistry like physically that's they've always had that that's for sure um but he also had good chemistry with Sophia Bush as well. I think he seems to he seems to kiss well. He enjoys a good kiss, <laughs> and he's had a. Few- I think it's sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say something else. Sorry, no, go for it, go for it. Well, sorry. I was going to say about um, Dom saying the whole like Lucas Payton thing is a bit pointless. He's like, you got to give you got to give Leighton their moment in the sun though, because like when you think about it, we're five we're basically we've done five series they've only been together for like what half of series four and then they went behind brooks back in like season one for like three episodes so they've not been together that long so you kind of got to give them their like right now now they are together let them be together and they got to give they got to give the fans that surely yes I, i didn't say it was pointless i said i could have done without it yeah, that's a, sorry. Yeah, that's but um, all merging to one. Yeah, filler. It was, it was a filler. <laughs> but yes, like I, I've wanted them to like hurry up and get together from the beginning. You know, I still think his first true love is is Haley. But you know, that is what it is. That's that's by the by now. That's like he's moving on. Um, uh, and he, they, they do need a happy moment. They do. They genuinely need to have the happy moment and be happy together. But like you said, they've only been together for like short chunks of like certain seasons, and it's not like they've actually had like the span of like a number of years together. Yet his first instinct is to take her away and get married, you know. And then 
because he knows. He oh, knows. That's nonsense. She's, she's the what one. A load of nonsense. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Dom, you old romantic. <laughs> you. Dom wants a chapel. He I, wants. He needs a priest. I need Karen. Went to the chapel. And... Karen needs to yeah. be there. Where's Karen? Karen? She needs to come back. The sister. Uh, Lily needs to reappear. Some sort of oh, yeah. cousin, ghost, the sister cousin. Some sort sister of cousin. ghostly image of Keith should reappear at some point to tell him he's yeah, you know. like it, like at the end of Armageddon where they have all their the headshots. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Wars. the end of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, Armageddon is a way better film. So and critically acclaimed as as better. Wow, I mean, wow. Bruce Willis. Yeah, is Star Wars is Star Wars is a whole franchise. Mm. And Bruce Willis isn't a franchise. All of his films are basically connected, I think. He's basically... <laughs> he, what, he's the same character in all of them? Yes. There's no exactly. range. Does that, make him, does that make him a retired police, uh, police officer when he, he's on Friends then? Pretty much. You just always think of him as an active police officer, retired police officer, someone that has a gun on him at all times. <laughs> as they quote in a... Armageddon, who brings a gun into space? Bruce Willis does. <laughs> Excellent. Well, okay. So, well, do you, they go to the Elvis Chapel. There's a plethora of uh, background performers to choose from in the judgments there. Uh, but basically, it's decided that they want to have a, a wedding with family and whatever else. Dom, do you have a long-term season six prediction for them well the more i think about it the more i think there's just misery on the way so i I can't help it i can't help it this is this is a longer season than the last season so the happiness will be to a point and then misery so maybe we'll have maybe we'll have 12 episodes of happiness and then 12 of just shit going wrong for them to set up season seven, you yeah. mean? Well, for for whatever, for whatever, you know, maybe something happens to one of them by the end of this season and um, maybe that rolls over into season seven. I don't know, but I mean, there's a long way to go. I think there's 24 episodes in this season and we're on one. So mm-hmm. um, they, they'll get married. They'll have a, I think they'll have a big wedding this season. Uh, I think I said that in the last season as a prediction that, you know, that they'll this will be the one where they get together they'll have a big wedding um hopefully you know the the reappearance of some favorites so karen uh andy um lily if she reappears you know a, f- a few others will will come back and i i think that'll be really good have a big wedding for them i even think the wedding day will go well he's the sort of person that would invite Lindsay, which would just be tragic um <laughs> Whitey's going to officiate. Oh, Whitey being there would be amazing. I, I do. I think Whitey's got a place in this season somewhere. He's got to fit. Surely, there's just been not enough of him. How big a place? I, do it you doesn't think? matter. Even the smallest bit of Whitey would be, would be enough. Maybe Whitey's going to come. Maybe Whitey um, will, will rescue Dan from Nanny Carrie. Imagine just drops out the ceiling like Mission Impossible. <laughs> just, just throwing cashews at Nanny Carrie. <laughs> She's deathly allergic. You're out of cashews. <laughs> um, oh, I miss season one. Yeah, I do. I just think I think that they're destined for like their happiest time, which will then become challenging in some way or that like their saddest time. So there you go. All, All right. right. 
we, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> see what's up. Okay. And so, should we move over? Let's take it a bit more lighthearted. Deb and Skills. Skills can hold his breath, can't he? <laughs> I was thinking that as well. I was like, Deb. Uh, Seb, how do you feel about Deb and Skills? Mr. Porno, oh, forgo- as Nathan calls him, unknowing that it's I, him. I'd forgotten how much I hate this storyline. I can't lie. Well, you know what their I relationship like- name is, don't you? It's it's Seb. So, yes, <laughs> excellent. Did you just think of that? Were you yeah, holding on to that? I just thought of it. <laughs> there we go. Thanks. I hate it even more now. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, it's it's Dills. No, no, no. It's Seb. <laughs> Seb. Dills is. It? I I like Dills though. Um. Yeah. I just. I don't know. I think they start finding. They clearly want to keep skills in the show, and I think they just start shoehorning him into places that he doesn't belong. Really. I don't know, and I think. This is one of them. Like, I love skills. I love the character, especially sort of like series four when when he gets into the into the basketball team. Love skills, and I think he's a great character in series five as well. I just feel like this just starts shoehorning him in places. Yeah, that's so. I blame the yeah. That's that's a fair assessment. I mean, I I like this storyline just because I like skills and deb and like because i like the characters and like the actors like what you were saying and so and it's kind of light-hearted um but yeah i mean it, it's not affecting the greater arcs of the of the world is it and i mean it's not having a massive impact but i guess it's just light relief i mean dom how how do you feel about it uh yeah i'm all right with it i think it's okay i think at first it was a, a shock for me wasn't it i hadn't quite caught caught on that it was going to be skills that that meets her at the bar um and then they're sneaking around and running around is is quite funny it's that like exactly it's that lightheartedness that um kind of keeps you watching i suppose but it, it would be interesting and it would have been interesting so lucas has been suspended hasn't he from the basketball coaching it's a perfect opportunity for them to develop skills character here uh, at, at that point kind of like what Seb is saying don't push him down this like unusual relationship point of view where he's you know 25 years younger than than this person um you know the age is a number we know that but uh you know the everything that Nathan says is is making us feel like that this should be wrong this is creepy for whatever reason and it, it's not a match that should happen because he's so so much younger than the the grandmother right um uh, and Haley has a good line you know what is it with you and nanny's naked in the pool or whatever which which was quite funny um and then uh, uh sorry back to what i was saying like if skills was pushed into becoming the head coach right you've got to become the head coach now because you're the assistant coach but we haven't got him for 10 games and so on and so forth and then lucas realizes actually coach, coaching basketball isn't his real passion you know his real passion is one being with his you know new wife and two his books uh, and doing more with his books writing another book or um you know something creative that way rather than putting his everything into basketball and actually they they leave him to it so that becomes skills his new kind of found love and project and that's that's kind of his purpose 
shall we say. Is that what you think will happen or what you want That's to happen? That's what I'd quite like to happen. Um, I think there's obviously an element of Lucas not being there for the next 10 games that will have that. But Nathan is very close by. And in these sorts of shows, like, there were like Nathan's obviously training to get himself back to uh, professional basketball level. And um, he's also like heavily involved with the team, especially because of Q. So I, I can't help but feel that the focus when it comes to games will be put onto Nathan. I'd much rather it be put onto skills. I think that would be much, that would sit better with me. What, what do you think, Seb? Um, I like that. I I agree with it. I mean, it's it's hard for me to answer because I actually know where it, I know where it goes. So it's always it's hard to sort of think where would I like it to go. But um, yeah, I I agree with that. I think that would be a really nice thing for them to do is actually go right. Lucas is gonna Luke is gonna go with Peyton kind of this series, and they're gonna kind of work on that stuff and the wedding etc and then really allow skills to kind of go in this basketball coaching direction um and it, i think it would it would then almost mirror series three when he gets in he gets into the team so he's, he's kind of been a bit of an outsider and then suddenly he gets gets his gig in the team and it can really like shine in it like he does in um like he does in series three and into series four yeah i have this horrible feeling as well because lucas is banned for 10 games there's 11 games left I'm pretty sure that's what Nathan says to him in the last episode, or, or that's what he says to Nathan. So he he's going to come back for the last game, and it'll either be it's going to be one of two things: he comes back and coaches the last game, and they win something, and Lucas is the hero, or <laughs> yeah. or he comes back and says does the right thing and says, "Well, you've got them this far; you might as well take them the rest of the way. I'm going to step aside. It's all yours," uh, and do that. Now, Lucas is the sort of character that would do that, but you know the writers want lucas to be the focal point so I, i'm i'm undecided i need to i need to see more of season six to see how how this is going to go do you think it could be a bit like when whitey does it with lucas at college yeah 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 exactly like that there's there's that moment of okay this is my time now actually i've you know and although he's not like in his 80s or whatever and about to retire this is this is his opportunity to say I've not been present for these games you, you've been doing an absolutely smashing job this is clearly your passion it's actually starting to realise it isn't mine you know I've been writing my books and I want to write another one or you know whatever what have you so yeah I, I think that's a good shout yeah that with Whitey would be history history repeating itself but in like a positive way you know and yeah. that would be showing he was taught to to do that and have that humility so yeah i think that's what the show's about though isn't it is kind of is learning from history and making decisions based on history like nathan's entire story uh, like storyline and character arc is learning from dan's mistakes and uh lucas in a way from karen's even though like it's done in a slightly different way they're all like the reason the adults are so important is because the kids look at them and go, right, how can we do things differently? And I think that's the whole sort of message of the show is that mm. learning from previous generations with your friends, whatever's previous mistakes. Definitely. I think that's like and the... Doing it right the second time round. Yeah, I mean, it's almost... You could take it further and be like, that's uh, one of the challenge, the bigger challenges of life, of real life, is that 
we all become prisoners of our own childhood which are conditioned by our parents our surroundings whatever and then as you grow into your own person you having to break through that conditioning to keep to be your own person and you're either going to go into just reacting and going in the same patterns of what you've been taught by parents whoever 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 or you're going to learn and break through that and then go on your own path and that yes definitely is what the show is showing uh but i think is also one of the bigger challenges of of life prisoner of your own childhood Eckhart Tolle Dom <laughs> our boy Eckhart your boy many people's boys are, are you familiar with Eckhart Tolle Seb can't say that I am you're welcome YouTube him you're welcome uh, he's a spiritual leader that talks about these kind of things he runs and a drives cult FN- <laughs> not a cult it's not a cult of course but, it is uh, <laughs> It's not. <laughs> One man's cult is another spiritual leader. <laughs> People in the comments, write, write in if you're familiar with Eckhart Tolle. What, what, literally... what are you going to say about Ethany? That it drives her crazy because, because I keep repeating cult. stuff. Because <laughs> uh, I keep repeating stuff from him. Because um, he's brainwashing like, you. <laughs> One YouTube video at a time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we, should we talk about Q? And uh, that kind of goes into Nathan. Q and Jamie. I mean, Q's, Q and Jamie, yeah, can, having a great time. Yeah, we can Q, Jamie, Nathan and Haley kind of all sort of merge, merge into one, but you can very easily make a, and, well, a path. And, they're, well, they're, they're connecting through a song that goes a little bit like, Oh, hot damn, this is my jam. <laughs> that kind of is the connecting fluid between that storyline. Um, Dom, as a, a lover of, uh, you know, hip-hop, R&B, yep. what did you think? Uh, flir- and was it your jam? Yeah, and, uh, hands in the air. I think the song is called Air, isn't it? Which is Flowrider, uh, with a bit of, Ayer, wh- with a bit of Well I Am in there as well. Um, yeah. I wasn't expecting it when I heard it. There's some, like, a couple of good tracks in this in this uh, episode. So, yeah, that was certainly a surprise. And it came up twice. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do. I like a bit of hip-hop every now and then. Can we give a <laughs> shout-out to Flo Rider? I'm sure he's going to hear this. That, cause it was only, <laughs> Love Flo Rider. It was only last week. Did you guys see he won $80 million in court? For? 80 uh for i think some sort of like drink thing like some sort of he had some sort of sponsorship or something with some drink brand and then they did him out of whatever and then he went to court and he won 80 million very nice so flow rider don't need to doesn't need to be making any music anytime (laughs) soon i think he's he's good so many of his songs were like massive when i was about like 12 11 12 13 and because I went to boarding school after in year nine, I the like years before that was like driving to school, listening to the radio, Capital Radio, belting out some Flow Rider, among other artists. Other artists are available, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, that's props to Flow Rider. Good times. There you go. Good times. And did you see today? Justin Bieber sold his catalogue of music for two hundred million dollars. 
Do you guys see this? No. But then does that mean, is he basically, he's gone, what's going to make me, so does that mean he can't make money off it now anymore? Can't it make mean, any revenue? Yeah, well, it means any time his songs are played in public, he doesn't get the royalty to it anymore. The company that bought bought it does but he can still make all the money off of touring uh which is where he gets most of i'm sure he gets most of his money yeah. from anyway that and sony? if he makes any it wasn't sony it was like it was like a weird name one but they're mm. the people that have been acquiring you know like uh like loads have been sold haven't they like uh david bowie's stuff was sold um who's the other ones that was sold springsteen sold his last year or might be the year before I think it was last year for 800 million that's crazy his whole back catalogue was about 800 million maybe 900 million around there it's crazy mad isn't it mad just for listening what do you even start doing with that money (laughs) give it away what's Bieber doing with the money or did you say just, just generally like imagine just receiving like here you are here's 800 million like you could give away 700 million and I know this is like this is going to sound like I'm preaching to the choir but it was like basic math you could give away 700 million and still have 100 million and not know what to do with it like I, like you've just given away that much money and you still have like way too way more money than you're ever going to need surely yeah especially like no disrespect to Bruce Springsteen but he's like I wouldn't say he's getting on a bit but he's he's not 25 or he's not Bieber who's how old is he 30? 28 maybe Last yeah, year, around late there, 20s. yeah exactly like Springsteen is towards the back end of his life well how's he he's got to spend that 800 million pretty quickly <laughs> it'll buy well buy a lot of cocaine <laughs> so, a lot of cocaine that'll do it you know Scrooge McDuck have one into the th- that's just cocaine just <laughs> in have one massive party yeah everyone's invited <laughs> Well, uh, what I'm hoping for is when Dom and I are going to get our offer for someone to buy our back catalogue of podcasts. Mm. Spotify, mm. just give us a big deal. Mm. Someone yeah. like that. Well, just for, just for the back catalogue. We don't need to do anything new either. Just, I don't know. If Justin Bieber's getting 200 million, we're surely worth 10. Yeah. <laughs> surely. Million? I'm not pound. Million? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Just a tenner. Here's a tenner. Here you go. Fuck off. Just ask Manscaped. Look what happened to their company. Blew up after they were publicised on here. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. How many men are groomed now because of us? (laughs) Should the six that listen (laughs) doing God's work, guys. (laughs) One landing strip at a time. (laughs) So. Q and Jamie are, uh, yes, it's a lovely connection. Uh, oh, Nathan, let's take it old school. Q's, you know, rebounded it off of the backboard. Nathan's come in for a great dunk. It's beautiful. But he's holding. It's seriously impressive that Nathan, uh, Nathan Lafferty can do that. Yeah. Oh, man. No, not Nathan. James. Uh, James Lafferty. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Oh, I've been out the game. I've been out the game too long, guys. <laughs> no, it is super impressive. It's so cool that he can do it, and that's why they got such a dope angle of it because they don't need to do a Lucas where suddenly, hey, who's that random and shoot it from three hundred yards away? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. some terrible wig on, probably. <laughs> yeah, but he's holding his back, Dom. There's also a second uh, instance of this later when he picks up Jamie. 
a bit of back pain. How is this going to play in and what are your predictions? Well, I think he's the sort of person that will play through the pain. Uh, uh, and he might get himself, you know, back into the professional game, but he'll have that that continuous pain. So he's got to, you know, adapt the way he plays and change the way he plays, like he's been telling Q all this time. So he's he's got a role on the, the basketball court, but he's just got to work out what that is um, within his, you know, limitations shall we say so uh, i i think the the more he trains thinking he can do all the things that he could do before his accident you know with a large shard of glass in his spine um the the more he's going to hurt himself but i i also so yeah i think he's a bit of a play through the pain kind of player but also you know work out what i can do differently to avoid that pain um but he won't tell anyone he's the sort of person that won't tell anyone until he's you know, totally disabled. <laughs> so, is it a, is it a comeback, Dom? Oh, it's not a comeback. Come on. <laughs> uh, I I do think he'll get professional basketball again. I don't know enough. Um, well, I, I mean, it's it's not difficult, is it? Uh, I I can't. I don't know if I can see him being back in the NBA. That's the you only think thing. G, you think the G League? I think the, the league under the NBA. I think there's potential to be in a league, but not necessarily the NBA. But maybe, maybe he gets signed. I don't know. Again, I think I need more time with the season for that prediction. But I, I, I think that he's definitely got a good opportunity. And if he was to be picked up, kind of at the same time as Q, or Q's helping him out with that, um, that'd be good. I think Q will make it. He'll get there, even with his duff hand. So. Yeah, tough hand. So is that hand. your prediction for Q? You think Q's going to make it to the NBA or to the, go to college or something? Or? Yeah, I, I think he'll go to college um, and do well there, and then we might not see him again if he goes off. So by the end of season six, maybe he's he's done, and that's that's enough of him. Um, and Nathan, I think, maybe picked up by a team. What's his face? Jamie mentions a team. I can't remember which team he says. Bobcats. The Bobcats. Oh, Bobcats. Okay. Now the Hornets. Oh, there you go. So maybe he gets picked up by them because they're close. Like he says, they're nearby. Maybe that's an opportunity. You know that, uh, so in season, his, isn't it? Yeah, in season two, they go and see the NBA game. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? And they sit in the stand and then they get the guy that... They get tested. Yes, yes, and the guy signs it. And remember, I have one of those. I don't the jersey, and I wear it to football as my bib. Oh yeah, that's that team. That's uh, the Bobcats. Okay, I'm pretty sure it says Charlotte across. Yeah, 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 I think that's it. Yeah, so they were Charlotte Bobcats, and then I, I can't remember when they became the Hornets uh, because the New Orleans Pelicans used to be the New Orleans Hornets. And then I don't know if it happened at the same time. And then yeah, so they for some reason they changed names. <laughs> and someone will, and someone will correct me. I'm sure if I'm wrong, but it doesn't. Um, Michael Jordan own a massive part of of the Hornets. I'm pretty sure he does. He, he is the owner. Oh, he I is think. the owner. Yeah, he's the owner of the Hornet. I think he may not be the only. He's yeah, he's definitely. I think he is the owner. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Dope. But yeah, he's definitely a he's a big part of the Hornets franchise. Yeah, don't because he's from Charlotte or from not from Charlotte. He's from uh, 
North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. His that's high the whole school, thing with the, it? Yeah. It's his high school gym, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Okay. Uh, Haley, she's about. She's around. She's dancing. Yeah, she's sort of yeah. in and out. She helps out Haley a little bit. She gets the message from Lucas. They kind of put uh, two and two together. I said she helps out Haley. I meant she helps out Brooke. Um, they put kind of two and two together about Peyton and Lucas being together because they both get a message. Um, and yeah, she's kind of in and out at home, just doing her, her thing. Her hair looked nice in this episode. She looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Offhead was happy. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, we didn't speak to Cat, but I'm I'm sure Cat was happy about it. Almost certainly. Is it? I feel like we're missing someone. Are we missing anybody else? Oh, wait, well, hang on. You didn't give us a prediction for Deb and Skills, like where you think, how you think that's going to resolve itself, like the uh, relationship. You gave a prediction for what you'd want to happen with Skills, but you didn't say what you think will happen between them. Um, I, I think it's going to continue. Uh, I don't think there's, it's going to suddenly drop. It, it will only drop if Nathan has such a massive issue with it that Skills is the kind of guy that will go, okay, like I'll, I'll, I'll step back, sorry, you know, to Nathan. It will be because of Nathan, but I think they're going to really start to develop, um, like stronger feelings for each other, and it will become a. It, it has the potential to be a decent little relationship between them, uh, and the Dan dynamic will be hilarious when he finds out. Um, so yeah, I think I think there's definitely potential, but Nathan really digging and skills kind of digging back to say oh you know she is she satisfied <laughs> kind of thing you're like really you're asking me those questions um and that nathan might figure it out he just wants wants it them to admit it and them to say it he might have already figured it out and my god i've known since then i could see him in the pool for christ's sake you know i'm not stupid i just wanted you to tell me that's why I kept saying things like, I'm going to batter you. I'm going to batter the person when I when I find out who it is and so on and so forth. So that'd be interesting as well, yeah, if he already knows and he's just winding them up. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's up. Okay, well, anything we haven't mentioned, I'm sure we can get into judgments. So before we go any further, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast... And how could you not? Then... Please check us out, rate, review, subscribe, ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But, Seb, they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. Seb, who was your favourite performer of this episode? I've gone for Sophia Bush. I think she just has... She does a bit of everything in this episode. She has a bit of comedy. She has uh, she has the great crying. Uh, she has the sort of... The real anger at Victoria. Yeah, she just has a bit of everything. And uh, yeah, I think she does it all very well. Excellent. Dom? Good choice. Um, I actually picked... Is it Tori DeVito? Mm-hmm. 
Danny DeVito's Nanny cousin. Um, he, I picked Nanny Carey. Uh, sorry, DeVito, because I thought she did psychotic incredibly well. She seemed just so good at it. And um, although there was a lot of focus on her mouth and lips and teeth and stuff, there was just yeah. just, the, just the way she did the, uh, you know, singing hot stuff, like oh, with the, the, the fork um, and then jabbing in with the morphine and, yeah, just dragging Dan who's a big chunky guy back into the room yeah brilliant I thought she was really good so what about you my friend yeah I also picked her um, they were also my favourite it's my favourite storyline I mean it's the most outlandish ridiculous part and that's probably why I enjoy it so much but it was definitely my I was most enjoyed it when that was happening um, so yeah she was my choice as well Seb who was your favourite character of the episode? I found this one quite hard to answer because I felt like we we didn't see a huge amount of one of any of the characters really. They all had lots of small bits, and but I've I've doubled up. I've gone Brooke, mm. and I'm not sure if this is just specifically for the episode or if because this is also uh, I haven't watched any of series five in a while. Uh, so I don't know if this is kind of me sort of just putting all my feelings about Brooke for the later series into this episode of like, and this episode kind of epitomizing it of she's growing up. She, as I said earlier, she's growing up. She's not jumping about. She, the writers have kind of decided what direction to take her. And so, yeah, I've gone for Brooke. Very nice. nice. Dom. Well, I'd originally written Victoria, but I've changed my mind. And I've actually gone with Nanny slash Nurse Carrie. So I, I'm going to double up as well. <laughs> I think Nanny Carrie kind of wins it. Victoria coming in and being brutal was good, but um, it's probably, like Seb was saying, she's probably just not in it quite enough to make it for me. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with Nanny Carrie. Uh, you, Simon? I have a different take. Um, it might be a bit surprising, but I'm going to go with Q and I know he was not in it that much but when he was in it he was just good vibes and mm. good energy and he was getting the team hyped and uh, I liked it so yeah I say Q him and Jamie I loved their friendships just like it's so good yeah I love it and I really liked his trainers as well <laughs> so his kicks yeah what about your favourite background performer Seb one line or less uh, well, this had to come from the chapel, didn't it? Uh, it's just had to. a bevy of favourite background performers in that scene. Uh, I went for the old woman playing the keyboard. Good choice. Just the look on her face was prime. <laughs> Dom? So, again, I actually changed my mind just before uh, Seb said that. Uh, I've written down Elvis, and he says, thank you, thank you very much. So, like, fake Elvis... Um, but I'm going to go with the lady playing the keyboard because she was having a great time. So it's definitely her. And you, Simon? I, uh, I, I went with Elvis. I, it was just nice to, you know, and Elvis is so, well, sort of current at the moment with the film that's been back out and the Oscar buzz and rest in peace to uh, Marie Presley. Yep. So, Seb, who, what was your favourite song of the episode? 
Lisa Marie, sorry. Lisa Marie. Yeah, I knew I was missing a word. Rest in peace to Lisa Marie Presley. What was your favourite song of the episode, Sam? Uh, I went for a, a beautiful British band. Uh, love a bit of Coldplay. When I'd forgotten that Coldplay was the first song, I was like, oh yeah, love Coldplay. And then uh, at the end, in my notes, I've got, ooh, more Coldplay. So I've gone for the second one. I've gone for Violet Hill. I couldn't remember the name of the first one, but I went for Violet Hill, the second one. The one at the end. Excellent. Dom? Are we doing song? Song, yeah. Oh yeah, because we've gone out of order. Because you don't yeah, ever go I out know, of order. It's yet, normally line. It's normally bullshit. line. Just this let it bullshit. go. Bullshit. I'm bullshit. not well. Bullshit. I'm not well. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm bullshit. Not Your well. order is Leave bullshit. Me alone. Right. Leave so, me alone. Um, I- when you said that, I thought I'd just answered completely the wrong question. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, obviously, we've got In the Air, which is um, amazing. Violet Hill is the only Coldplay song I can tolerate. And I quite like that song. So, that was a good one. But I'm going to I'm gonna go with the lady on the keyboard. Well, she's playing Burning Love by Elvis, so I'm going to go with that. She was fantastic. She's my best friend now. She, doubled yeah. up. Doubled up on the keyboard. What about you, Simon, the uh, out-of-order favourite song? Hey, man, back off. I, I <laughs> can't help but go with, oh, hot damn, this is my jam. I was just, it's too good, so I'll go with that. Yeah, that's it. Dom's doing okay. The ceiling's been raised here in the podcast. Okay, and unfortunately, out of order. My apologies. What was your favourite line of the episode, Seb? Uh, I went with Nathan. She's a grandmother. My mother's a grandmother. Yeah, shouting it to the neighbours. Nice. Dom? Uh, I also went with a Nathan line, which is, "Dude, did you just ask me if my mom was satisfied?" <laughs> that was a close second for yeah, mine as well. I just went with that. Oh, I have a sorry. I have a contender as well, which is very different. I have the the bit that the guy with the great hat oh, uh, says take about my one. Yes, go on. Sorry, do you want wait? Do you want to say it? Always happens. You say it. No, no this I never is, get no, to have original no, four ever. <laughs> sorry, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, because it's only a, only a sort of uh, honourable mention. Oh, yeah, so no, do you no get, it's do you important you it? get your honourable mention out. That will be my actual go. No, it's important, That's please. what I mean is go for it. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Brooke. I'll take my moment in the sun. I can't remember the whole thing. Uh, but it's the whole bit about love finds you. Oh, a fucking surprise. <laughs> love finds you, you don't find it. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, you didn't I even said, quote it right. All of that, you didn't even no, quote it right. I wrote it down. I, just said, I wrote it down. I like that line. Well, it's only an honourable mention, so I'm not going to write it down. Oh, I'm so glad it's uh, just an honourable mention to you and not your actual I selection. I would like to point out, uh, Simon, I would like to point out that I offered it to you for this very reason and uh, you turned it down. So I write a sing off. <laughs> so I went for oh, it. We're, we're going to get... I, well, okay. All right. It's okay. It's okay. Well... I'll, but you read it out. No, I'll give an honourable mention to, I like Skills' line of something along the lines of, yeah, tell Nathan I'm dating his mum and I'm doing all kind of freaky things to her. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. But I like the opening line. It said, love finds you, son. You don't find love. I thought that was... I thought that was a good line. Uh, so that'll be my actual selection. But I'm just playing. It's all good. And let's get into... The precious, precious 
rating. Seb, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did. Did it increase, decrease, or stay the same? I f- it stayed the same. Dom, same question. I'm really struggling between two. I don't know where to go. I think when I'll be okay. F- go up. I think I'll be okay. When in doubt, just, just go up. What, okay. what about you, sir? Uh, I'm kind of struggling between two, but I'm going to go up. I think when in doubt, go up. It's the opening of a season. It was, it, well, okay. okay, so we'll say them after three. One, two, three, eight. eight. Seven. Ooh. I'm happy to go to an eight. <laughs> so for clarity, Simon, you were eight. I was eight. Seb was seven. But the number I was stuck between was seven or eight. Um, and I, w- I did debate an eight very briefly. Okay. So I'm, I'm very happy to go there. Perfect. So it's signed, Easy. sealed, delivered. It's an eight. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, speaking of which, so Seb... I've uh, Dom and I have realised, and so you're not up to date on the podcast, that um, Elton John really fits my voice. Like it's just really, it's like there was built. And I, I was thinking, um, yeah, it just kind of, it just kind of makes sense. So I was thinking a bit, maybe a bit of Tiny Dancer. It was a request. Hold, hold me close. It was. Hold was me it? closer, Tiny Dancer. I mean, I don't want to show off. That was just an exhale. I'm trying to think how much of it I know. It's not one of the one of the one of my better known Elton numbers. Lay me down in sheets of linen. Whenever I think of Elton John, though, I always think of. Did you ever watch? I think it was the um, Bob the Builder Christmas special where he appears as like the keyboard player in a band. <laughs> Have you not seen no. it? Oh, guys. We remember, we're, go, 30, go, we're 35. We're a bit yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> a bit humble, Bob the Builder, I think. Go, go educate yourselves. Um, Bob the Builder was in it's men got, behaving badly for us. It's got, uh, it's got um, uh, Chris Evans, as in the BBC Radio 2 D- DJ. He plays the roadie or something. But yeah, so there's a band on that's playing in the, the village town of Bob the Builder. And uh, the keyboard player is a guy called John. And then he goes solo and Roly tries to... It Roly helps him come up with a better, like, stage name. And he's like, how about Elton? Elton John! And then that's it, he comes out. And then he sings Crocodile Rock and it's and everyone's loving oh, that. Love that song. Well, okay. Well, 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 I think we have to sing something. It's ceremony. With that Dom left. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he's plug. back. <laughs> My battery's running out. <laughs> What what would what would you like to sing? Maybe something that's in the middle of both of our eras, you know? <laughs> Flight Rider. <laughs> what about some end ups? Uh, oh gosh. Oh end ups. Na 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 didn't end ups <laughs> didn't end ups come up on this spot on at the end of the series. Multiple times. Was that? Yeah. Yeah. Times. Well Dom, give us a song. Karen, you're the music man. It comes from round our way. What can you play? <laughs> I play the trombone. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, come on. It depends what you're thinking. Do you going? want Elton John? Well, we can find like Crocodile Rock could be good. I don't know all of Elton. Nah. You don't know all of Elton. Well, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> you could do Saturday nights, all right? For fighting. Benny and the Jets. But again, that's that's all I know. 
Saturday, Saturday. After that, I was done. Um, What's some of your favourite songs, Seb, that are like, you know, more like ballads or something that... Ballady. Do you know any yeah. meatloaf? Um, I'd fuck you up. Uh, uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah. I'm not sure it suits my uh, my vocal timbre. What about Celine? But, uh, Celine. My heart will go on. Go on then. Let's. You want a Titanic? Go on. Let's go for some. Go for some, uh, some Titanic. Okay. Of course. Um, this podcast is like the Titanic. Shall I? I was going to say it's. Shall I? <laughs> hey. Okay. Crashing. I will. I will in edit. We'll put the instrumental over over the back, okay? So I would do it now, but it wouldn't work with the what? technical. So we can see how out of time and out of key we are. <laughs> well, out, sorry, speak for yourself. I trained with the Germans. Have I not told you this before? I had a whole... You did. Yeah. Yeah. So, Your German vocal college, I think, came up last time. Yeah. Uh, I can't... Wait, how do you, how do we do it, Dom? Who's going first? And what lyrics do we do? Start from the top. Your, can, can we just can we just do our own bit? We'll just do ten seconds of it. We'll just yeah. Yeah, sure. I I think I think yeah, you sure. should start because you've got to lay the foundation. I'm just trying to get it in my head. <laughs> Last time I heard it, or it was the iceberg, that, as the case may be. <laughs> got a bit of that. Way. I've got a bit of that iceberg. Polystyrene in my garage. It's a long story. Um. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, not that has. long. I just saw yeah. it on eBay. Yeah, actually has. Saw it on eBay late one night. Concrete and icebergs, <laughs> really <laughs> branching out your eBay purchases. It's dangerous, man. It's dangerous. Uh, okay, I'm just trying to hear him. Okay, okay. <coughs> okay. <laughs> You're here. There's nothing I fear. Wait, heart is that? Heart is a ladder. Superb. Superb. I'm not sure how Seb is going to. The Germans were lucky to have you. (laughs) I think I was singing it in German. I lost some of the words. (laughs) Didn't want to say. But good. It's all, it's all on you now. It's all on me, is it? Can anyone remember the score? Is it one all? Is this a, is this a, <laughs> did, is this a big moment? Did I win one? <laughs> I, I, I think he call, doesn't even know. Did we call it one all? I can't remember. It it's been so yeah. long. Well, if, Let's call it one all. It would all. Let's make it Iron wouldn't it? But go on. <laughs> it's Bob's time. time. Um, right. Oh, what have I got to do? Oh, I've got to sing. Um... You're here, there's nothing I near, but I know that my heart will go on. Something like that. You didn't clap for me, Dom, you disloyal fuck. I did. I did a little, I did a little Cause clap. Because I'm team Dom. I did a little clap for you. I didn't want to interrupt because you, wow. you were talking. You were explaining the German thing. Warbling. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's very good, Seb. It's very good. But it's just sometimes it breaks your heart when you see the guy who's meant to be your best friend and podcast host just being a disloyal little <sighs> fuck. Do you ever, have you ever felt it? It doesn't. No, because I don't podcast with my best friend, unfortunately. Well, 
We've never, we've never, we've never been able to separate business and pleasure. <laughs> so, what does, what does that mean? Are you calling the podcast a business, or is he also like your manager? No, I, the podcast is the business, and we, we should have a church and state. Never been because we tried; it was messy. There you go. Yeah. Well, good, good. Well, Dom, I'll forgive you in time. I'm sure for not giving me the clap or clapping that sounds like something give different give me the clap <laughs> 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 I'd be careful who you uh, say that to hold sight rude boy <laughs> could we just get that like bit sample I'll forgive you for not giving me the clap I'll forgive you one day for not giving me the clap that's like when I said something about Sophia's bush <laughs> ne- yeah I got it I wrote I wrote something about Sophia Bush uh, Sophia Bush being a great actress and I was like oh no I'm going to say it like that aren't I? <laughs> it's always the fear <laughs> yep well this was an absolute pleasure as always Seb thank you so much for your support and for being here we look forward to chopping up with you if you want to come back on again in season 6 please let Dom know will do and uh, yeah Dom's going to say nice things to you now Seb it's been fantastic long overdue long long overdue uh and it's great it is nice to have someone in our own time zone for a change it doesn't happen often um but yes you've been brilliant as always and uh season five is severely lacking because your presence wasn't there um but hopefully um more of six seven eight and nine will will have you all there so yeah thank you so much for joining us and your support as always oh thank you very much for having me guys i i always on and talking one tree hill i i don't have many other people to talk to about it so this is very nice no none of my friends really got into it so this is good fun this door is always open for you oh it's been a pleasure thank you so much guys but wait before you walk out of the door dom will perform the raven's chant in whatever (laughs) accent impression that you would like him to do what will it be oh uh um hmm uh, can we go? Should make him sing something. Uh, no. <laughs> can we go? Oh, I'd like to hear an Irish accent, please. Oh, he's good at that. <laughs> uh, Northern Irish or n- the rest of Ireland? <laughs> Republic of? <laughs> or? <laughs> uh, ooh. We'll go Republic of. Okay, that's made it harder. <laughs> You shouldn't have given the option. Oh, yeah, I yeah, shouldn't have done that. I, was, you you know, being I left it open and you made me make yeah, a choice. Silly, isn't it? Mm. All right. Well, don't worry about that because we can slip in and out of it. Absolutely no problem. No fuss at all. Are you ready to do the Ravens chant right at the end of the podcast now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sound like some bogan. <laughs> Right. We're we're going to crack on, gentlemen. So, are you ready? Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens! Ravens!